Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. Welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla, and as ever, I'm joined by Holly. Hello. And this week we are discussing King Kong Skull Island, which was released on the 9th of March 2017 in the UK, and a day later on the 10th of March 2017 in the USA. This film is quite new for us, isn't it? We normally go for the older ones. Well, this we is... do normally enforce the older ones. Well, that's not always true. <laughs> but this is the newest um, film that I guess the attraction has, hasn't it? Because it only came out, like, this year. Well, yeah, I mean, I haven't been on it. Well, no, neither have I. According, I tell you, I'm very confused with the dates of this because when I looked up the dates of when um, it opened, the ride, it said 2016. It can't have done. It must have. It must be this year, mustn't it? The ride opened. I think Wikipedia's let us down because it says 9th of June 2016. But surely they wouldn't bring the ride out before the film. Yeah, unless it's more of a generic ride. You know, like a King Kong generic ride. Because this is Skull Island. So what is the ride actually called? Skull Island. Oh, well, yeah, then that is weird, isn't it? Unless someone can confirm. If you can. Don't go out your way, but if you happen to be just on Twitter, just say yes or no. We'll know what you mean. So I haven't been on it yet. I'm going in a week and a half. And are you going to go on it? I probably will. I wasn't planning on going over to Island of Adventure this time, actually, but uh, I might head over there. That's the theme park. Well, it's not. But I think I might pop over just to see that. And I also like walking around the Jurassic Park gift shop. So we we don't have much to say. I have watched it. I know you shouldn't really watch it before going on it, but I did watch the the thing, and I think it is based on the film from what I've seen. It's kind of um, it's a bit better that it is free. It like a three D ride, but there is parts of it where you're outside as well. So it's kind of a tram ride that then leads into a theatre that goes three D, and so yeah, it's a bit different. Looks quite good. The original ride which I can't not talk about because it was amazing, was Confrontation, which opened on 7th of June 1990 and closed on the 8th of September 2002. And that, I know I say this about every old ride, but I think definitively this is my favourite ride. That really shocks me. Why? I just would have thought you'd have probably found it too scary or, you know, something like that. <laughs> no, it was great. I liked uh, the whole leading up to it where you were, like, getting on, like, the subway and, mm. like, the queue was brilliant. 
and you could write on the wall which I really liked and um, I remember leaving a message for my two cousins that were young at the time and wrote their names on the wall and put hello from Carla and then they went like a couple of months later and found it fun things you know nowadays graffiti is frowned upon yeah. Then, yeah then it was encouraged so yeah I really miss it the concept was that you went on a tray a tram sorry and uh Colm was around the corner he picked it up he threw you around and when he breathed on you he had uh like banana breath which was cool I don't so, remember it that well, but I do remember it being good. Yeah, it was like, really it was, good. Yeah. And I just asked because Lyle's just been in Universal, so I have just asked him what he thought of Kong Ride, as obviously okay. we haven't been on it. Yeah. Um, he he just said, I'm going to say it's very average. I mean, that okay. is literally all I'm getting from him. Uh, but he said he preferred the Jimmy Fallon ride. Oh, well, that's just ridiculous. So I'm excited to see what you think of that, Carla, because to be honest, Lyle was raving about it. I can tell you now what I think of the Jimmy Fallon ride before even going on it. I mean, even if it's the best ride ever, you'll downplay it and say you don't like it. I'll have to sneak on it, like in disguise, so people can't see that I'm re-riding it because I'll be so embarrassed take that film yeah turn it inside out and i'll creep back on it (laughs) pretending that i hate it i I, uh, i'm not into jimmy fallon i don't know he's not even that big over here is he that's the thing it's not you know most of the rides are quite international that everyone's heard of them but jimmy fallon yeah we've heard of him but i think this says a lot that lyle said he wouldn't queue more than 15 minutes for kong so you, well, I'll warn you because I don't want you to. He said someone jumps out at you in the queue and, and a lady was very scared, Oh, I hate so. that. That so really go, annoys me. Just to keep me. you on edge, maybe it's worse that now you know because you don't know what bit they're going to jump out at you. So you're going to spend the whole time being like, ah. I really can't bear crowd integration in any way. I, I hate participation leave me alone i agree and i hate it when you go to things like i went to london dungeons once and they're very like forceful that you join you know they'd be like no you Mm. you've got to come you've got to come and it's a bit like no i don't want to and then you're a bit like you know when you become an adult you're like i don't have to force myself in annoying situations anymore and then you're like no i do because this person at london dungeons is telling me i need to get involved and then you know you get to the point like if you were like no i will not it's like, oh, you've ruined the fun for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd just have to be rude, though, and just refuse point blank and just say no. I think at that point, Carla, you sort of, you, you do your thing where you look a bit, you know, what whatever you did at the um, was it earthquake, <laughs> you do it. You trick at earthquake. I think you have to do it yeah. then and they might not jump out at you. So the trick that I use, I don't know, it's a bit naughty this, isn't it? I don't know if I can say it on here. But I I stand um, with my mouth slightly open, gazing up into the top right-hand corner of wherever I am, hoping they'll think that, you know, maybe I shouldn't be picked on. Um, so I'm going to have to do that all the way through the Kong queue now, which is going to be uncomfortable. So cheers for that. 
Americans. I hope it's at the very end. <laughs> it probably isn't even there, and Lyle just thought, oh, that'd be fun to tell her that. So she's on edge the whole time. Yeah. So I'm going to stand there dribbling the entire time. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the film. I do vaguely remember the 2005 version. I've seen the 1933 version more than any other version, which I know you haven't. Um, yeah, so I have not seen the 1933 version. I think I've seen the other, the newest, the other newest one. Yeah. Um, I think it was just very. Uh, it was alright. Didn't it have Jack then, Black in it, and it was about four hours yes. long? Yeah, mm. and that was a bit like, oh gosh. And then this one I'd never seen before until last week or the week before, and I watched it on the plane. So okay. So I didn't make any notes on the plane. No. I thought actually, I thought to myself, maybe I did. I thought I, I just checked my phone. I was like, maybe I was trying to be a bit clever and I'd take notes but I wasn't I hadn't oh that's clever taking notes on mm. your phone you know just to go slightly off topic I was training a new starter at work on Friday and I thought she she's an apprentice so she's very young she's only 19 and I thought she was being really rude just texting all the time I was talking to her and then I realized she was taking notes on her phone i was like you know first of all i thought why hasn't she got a pen and paper mm. with her you know oh i mean honestly, i am still i, I go through notebooks like they're going out of fashion i love to write i like to make a to-do list just so i can cross things off and i have been known to write something on my to-do list that i've already done just so i can cross it off <laughs> So did you see this at so, the cinema or no, this is your no. first time you've just watched it? Just first for... time seeing it, I watched it when you texted me and said you'd watched it on the plane and I was like, okay, I better watch it then yeah. so that we can do this one. So I watched it um, via a streaming service and uh, I'm glad I didn't see it in the cinema, I'll put it that way. Although I might have paid more attention in the cinema. I think in the cinema it would have been good, but it might be one of those ones I wouldn't I wouldn't have been desperate to see it. You know, if you were if you're in the mood to go into the cinema and there was nothing else on, fine. Mm. But yeah, I was a bit kind of like it was just all right, really. Mm. So at the start, we see. Sorry, I am eating. I thought I got away with it. I'm eating. You'll be pleased about this. I'm eating Cadbury's, not Galaxy. Good. What Cadbury's? Just a just a plain dairy milk. I've gone oh, for. I cannot beat that. Yeah, it's it's a solid option, mm. and it's very solid, which is why you can hear me. I could hear you opening it as well. Oh, this is this thing. Now we've um, got that clear sound. Yeah, damn you, Zencaster. <laughs> Okay, so to start, we see a plane crash. Um, two people kind of parachute out. Don't really understand what's happening. I don't think you need to understand. They're fighting each other. And King Kong rocks up. And then it kind of cuts off, doesn't it? And that's it. Yeah. And then it cuts to John Goodman. Yeah. And so someone called uh, Houston. He's sidekick. And 
he wants to go looking for a monster on Skull Island and gets permission and he takes uh, a military escort with him. We then cut to Vietnam Army Base and Samuel L. Jackson, that Jackson sorry, is looking quite moody and uh, he gets a phone call and he's told a scientist needs him. Um, he's, a bit, he's a bit, because obviously the war's come to the end and he is yeah. the only one who seems a bit upset by this. Um, yeah, yeah. And then obviously gets a call to say you've got one more mission and he seems utterly mm. elated. Yeah, he kind of, well, I guess that he feels that he's lost his purpose, doesn't he? Yeah. That, like, once he goes back to, you know, normal life, he hasn't got the status, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? So, um, they're told that they need a helica- helicopter transport for uh, a new island. It then cuts to Saigon and John Goodman. I'm really sorry, I don't know his name in it, but you don't need to. Everyone knows who John Goodman is. You don't need to know what his uh, what his character name is. And Houston go into a seedy bar where they find Captain James Comrad, who's an English bloke who's just had a brawl, um, kind of with a with a pool cue, wasn't yeah. it? All a bit out of character, really, when you see him later on in it, isn't it? Oh, yeah, exactly. Doesn't all add up, but never mind. No, doesn't matter. He comes in with a, with a bang. Um, so they explain what's going on. He demands five times the money that they're offering because um, they're quite evasive as to uh, what they're tracking. But he agrees to go along with it, and then they're... Back in Bangkok, it goes to and from yeah, quite a lot, it's doesn't all, it? All over the place. It really is, and it's kind of irrelevant. So I wrote this down, thinking it might be relevant. It's actually not. I don't know why I'm even telling you. Uh, then a woman called Mason turns up as the photographer. So John Houston and San, who's another scientist, brief the army. Mason and James have a little bit of a flirty chat and I like it that uh, they start playing Black Sabbath music. Yeah. That was the best bit. (laughs) It was downhill after that, got to warn you. It's peaked already. So Kong appears and starts smashing down the planes. Not happy to see them and the helicopters. And then I sort of found then this bit all just went a bit weird. Mm-hmm. So they can see this thing. It starts, like, you know, hitting all the, the helicopters down and stuff. And then they all just decide to keep flying into him. Yeah. What is yep. the point? Just get out of there. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Because, you know, you are thinking, you know, it's a giant ape. Well, yeah. And then, it's obviously, n- it's not a normal situation. the theme of it is that Samuel L. J- Jackson sort of has this thing where he's like, oh, we need to kill it. And I just yeah. really didn't understand why. Yeah, I mean, it, that did... And I, I love Samuel L. Jackson, and I think this is the first role I didn't like his character in. Because no matter what character he plays, he makes you like him. And I really didn't like his character yeah, I in this. I thought he was awful. 
Uh, I don't think it suited him. I don't think he was cast right for it. Samuel Jackson's got to be the likeable guy. You've got to root for him. And I wasn't rooting for him. Yeah, it was very, very strange. Hmm. Because, you know, they're on his territory. Well, that's what I was a bit like. And I was a bit like, you know, at this point, um, you know, you come flying in. I would have just been, like, taking some photos. You've got the photos. Like, just go. I yeah. just don't really understand yeah. what you need, what more was needed, really. Mm. It's gone back. Yeah. So, basically, half of them have kind of been killed, or more than half, even. All of the helicopters um, are down. The hel- Yeah, I think pretty much all of them went, didn't they? Um, Samuel Jackson's still there, having some weird stare-out competition with Kong for a while. Um, and then it cuts to uh, James Mason and a couple of the others are on the south side of the island, so they didn't get knocked down. They're in a different part. So they've survived. Um, there's a couple with Samuel. Um, one of them's eating. The other one says we just got taken down by a monkey the size of a building, which I thought was quite quite amusing. Yeah, and, and I just think, again, in that situation, like, um, you know, I, I like it cause a lot of these films, they just sort of glaze over people who, you know, need to eat and all of those sort of things, but they only have just got there. You know, I, I don't really... It's like you probably ate on the boat coming over. You know, it's probably been a couple of hours max it probably isn't you probably don't need to eat something which also looks quite awful it didn't look the best did it no. it didn't look very appetizing at all so samuel um pulls a gun out on john goodman and says you are going to tell me everything everything you know so he finds out it's not about geology after all and john explains he was the survivor of a ship that went down he saw a monster and nobody believed him. Um, says they need to get home with proof so they can send the cavalry. Samuel says, I am the cavalry. Which, you know, that's that's the best Samuel Jackson moment in it. That's the only bit that you think, yeah. And the rest of it you just don't like him for. But again, even then, it's like, okay, so no one believed you. But the best thing you can do is you've got your photographs and you can go back and say, look... This is what happened. The boat that went down. This is why. But why do we need to? What like what? Sending people more people there. What's going to happen? You know they're they're surrounded. There is pretty much off the map. This Skull Island. Leave them be. Mm. Well, yeah, because you know what proof is he hoping to get other than a photo? And remember, in those days, you wouldn't be photoshopping. A photo would be accurate because there wouldn't have been any way to alter it so a photo would have been enough to prove the so existence what, yeah, of what it. does he want i don't really get it don't get I what mean, he wants from them no because it's quite large so even if they did kill it they couldn't you know pop it on the boat to come back could they it's... no and then what they they send more of the army and and then what they just what take it home dead and then they're like mm. look what we found everyone wonderful yeah a bit weird so it cuts to james and co um there's sort of a big mammoth. I wasn't sure what kind of animal this was um, that they saw uh, that comes out the water. Oh, I mean, it but it's like, it's friendly. Yeah, it did look like a mammoth, didn't it? Is that, is that what they was it a mammoth? I wrote mammoth, but I wasn't sure. It looked like it. 
let's go with mammoth and it was it was friendly so they left it alone then we see a giant spider oh, attacking some of the soldiers that was revolting not a big spider fan no, it just it was gross it was like the one bit where i think he was trying to pick him up and then oh it was just horrible mm. it made me feel a bit sick actually Mm. Well, on an aeroplane, I'd imagine, you know. While I was eating my snacks, you know. Oh, yeah. What did you have? What snacks did you have? Were they good with snacks? Oh, no. I didn't get any food oh. on the plane. I took it with me. Oh, okay. What sna- What did you take? Um, I'm trying to think what I had when I watched Kong. I had um, some salted corn. Okay. <laughs> That, I didn't expect that. See, I thought you were going to say something fun, like jelly babies. No. Salted corn. It's nice. Where do you even get that at Gatwick? Uh, yeah, but I got it before at Sainsbury's. So, they shoot the spider down. James, etc., encourage, uh, sorry, encounter some tribe people, and Lieutenant Marlow arrives from behind them and says he knew they would come. So I quite liked this character. He was probably the best character in it, I would say. I'd agree with that. And like you said, you know, at this point now, so the whole time that they're sort of really kind of like oh like really respectful i would say of the land mm. and stuff tom tom hiddleston yes. really changed from the guy who was having a fight with people in the bar completely different character he was playing i wonder if they changed like his character spec halfway through it and just didn't reshoot yeah. i reckon you know was it that it was coming out and obviously they'd had really bad press about taylor swift and they thought mm. we need to make him likable That'll be it. Don't Taylor. She gets into everything, doesn't she? She does. Meddling away. I know. She'll be writing a song about Kong next. I bet he ticked her off as well. Yeah. So, uh, we cut back. I mean, there's lots of cutting, as I said, in this. It cuts to and fro far too many times for my liking. But it's cut to Kong having a drink and fighting an octopus which doesn't appear to go anywhere it's just a just a bit of an action scene isn't it i think to put in there well i mean is it is it to sort of highlight how many of these big animals there are just to show us that there are plenty of big animals around that they're riddled with them (laughs) so back to hank and tribe who are letting them stay They learn that he got stranded there 10 years ago in 1944. And he asks who won the war. And they reply, which one? Which I thought was a bit... I thought that was funny. You know, it's just... I just thought it was a bit... Oh, come on, you know what one he's referring to. Would you try and be funny in that moment? (laughs) Oh, I thought it was quite funny. Really? Is that a time for humour, Holly? I don't think it is. I think it's a time <laughs> that we be serious now. Um, it turns out they honour Kong and he saves them from all the other big things on the island. He's the king. He... Well, like, yeah, the lizards. 
Yeah, so there are lizards which he calls skull crawlers. That was funny. That whole scene when he said it and then they sort of... And again, I thought he was really funny, but the other two, Tom and the other mm. the girl, I thought they felt very... You know what? You Like I think we've spoken about this before, where you can tell someone's acting. Yeah. And I know they, I obviously know they are, but when you're watching it, sometimes you just get these moments where you just know they're acting and it really annoys me. And this, he said it, and then they obviously went, they were like, skull crawlers. And it just felt really, oh, a bit, I don't know, you could just tell it was just felt very unnatural. Mm -hmm. And then obviously he was like, oh, well, I didn't say it out loud before. Yeah, now it sounds silly. He was really good, but they just felt really, I just thought... Oh, I don't know. You can just tell they're acting. I didn't like it. Yeah, well, he's a comic actor, isn't he? So I guess he's got better comic timing than they have. It showed that he was a superior actor, I think. Well, yeah, exactly. I've often thought... Not that I've tried acting in any way, shape or form, but I've often thought it's probably harder to be a comic actor. I think they have the hardest job of all. I think they're probably the best actors out there. I'd imagine it's quite quite difficult to pull off comic timing. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Um, which is why Samuel Jackson is so much better if you give him a tongue-in-cheek role. Yeah, because he's really he's actually good in this role, that. he just seemed like an absolute lunatic. Yeah, he was just like a maniac, but like not a fun maniac like he normally is. Just like, just really <laughs> unlikely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, there are skull crawlers. Um, the big one wiped out all of Kong's family, which is sad. Um, and it says if they want to get to the others on the north side of the island, it will take them uh, three days. So the big... Uh, it cuts again, and the big mammal is trapped under a plane. Mason tries to help it. And obviously she can't lift up an aeroplane. But Kong comes along, lifts it off, and then just walks away. So we know he's a good guy. They begin to build a boat with Marlow. Um, one gets taken off by massive birds, which kind of just reminded me of um, Jurassic Park Part 3 and Part 4 which that happened in, so... Yeah. Yeah, it, it, there were lots of elements where it was actually just a bit like Jurassic Park. But not as good. Uh, Samuel wants them to head west to retrieve the stranded men. Um, they have a fight with the Skull Crushers, and at one point uh, James has a gas mask on and he's hacking birds with a sword, which I thought was quite grim. <laughs> Didn't enjoy that. Well, yeah, I thought it was just a bit strange, really. It's a really odd thing, just hacking at them like that. I was, no, no need for that. Um, Samuel's still got the ump with Kong and wants to kill him. The others disagree, so go off and leave him to it. James and Mason have a bonding moment with Kong, which is quite sweet, isn't it? Yeah, that's nice. 
Kong is very cross um, when Samuel sets him alight, which he would be. I just didn't get it. Like, I just didn't get the purpose of it. Like, he's like, he killed some of my men. And it's like, yes, but you put bombs into his land and you kind of tried to attack him. Yeah. It wasn't... He only he killed them sort of by accident, really, because he didn't actually kill them. He just sort of knocked down the helicopters, which in turn killed them. It just seemed a little overkill. It's completely irrational, yeah. So uh, Kong collapses, and Samuel orders them to shoot him. They all well, they don't, do they? They all run off, and um, Samuel gets squished. Which, um, again, that, that reminded me kind of of uh, one of the death scenes in Jurassic Park Part 2, The Lost World, where a dinosaur just squashes someone. Wasn't many original ideas in this, I don't feel. No, and, it, and later on, actually, there's another bit which feels very like Jurassic Park. Okay. So we see Kong fight the Skull Crusher. That's it. It just this... feels like, you know, it's like, again, like in Jurassic Park where... Where you watch the... T-Rex yeah. having... Yeah. It just yeah. felt like that. Like, it went on forever. It did. But this did have um, a fantastic scene in it where a soldier tries to sacrifice himself. Oh, and it just goes hideously wrong. Yeah, so basically a soldier... Um, tries to sacrifice himself he's like holding a grenade so that the skull crusher eats him and then obviously the grenade would go off inside him and he just smashes him into a rock instead which was very funny wasn't it yeah i like um i mean that saved the entire film for me to be honest that genuinely made me laugh (laughs) Because I just thought it was such a typical moment that you see in all of these films and then it was a complete curveball. So I really like they did that. Yeah, same. That was very funny. So Kong comes along. Uh, yeah, as I said, they have a lengthy battle. They help him out by firing God knows what at it. They seem to have lots of weapons now that we didn't see before that they seem to be firing in all directions. Yeah. Uh Mason falls off a rock and Kong picks her up. Uh, yeah, but she falls off a rock into the water for about five minutes, <laughs> floating in the underwater for, mm-hmm. and then he rescues her. Yep. I thought this was like a homage to the original 1933 one, which in that the story was kind of Kong was... Um, People are going to say I'm wrong on that. But he was kind of in love with a woman and he kept on holding her in his hand and obviously she was fighting to get away. He didn't want a relationship with Kong. She just thought... And how would it work? How would it... It would never work. You know, he was far too tall for her. So I just thought it reminded me of that because that's a very iconic scene where he's holding her in in his hand and she's, like, screaming. But actually he didn't... He didn't want to hurt her. He was just, you know... You just like the look of it. Yeah. So I think it was a I think that that part was a throwback to to then. So they sail off and the closing shot is of Kong looking livid again. And I didn't really understand what he had the ump about this time. 
I don't know, I couldn't see that detail on my tiny screen. So. On your tiny, no, no, he didn't look, on, on on the big screen I watched, I didn't watch it in my house, I watched it in my friend's house, it's got a very big telly. You quite could unsettling. see that detail. I really could, I could see anger behind those eyes. And at, at that point I was probably just excited that I was, you know, nearing at one of the destinations. I can't remember which one I watched it, what plane I watched it on, but okay. um, yeah. going was... to holiday, so obviously In it's a good better. Mood. Yeah. 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 I mean if you've watched it on the way home, well Well, I think I'd have been emotional watching it on the way home because I, I did watch La La Land and I cried. Oh well that's really bizarre. And that is so unlike me. No, that's... I mean, if, if I was Adam, I would have wished you to the doctor, to be honest. So we've had a few shout-outs for um, Kong. I'll just go through them now. So we've had our number one fan, Lyle, commenting on Instagram, who says, Too much CGI for me. I like the bit when that guy tried to be a hero by blowing the monster up and it fa failed spectacularly. The ride is okay, but I wouldn't queue more than 15 minutes. That's exactly what he just said to you. And he yeah. actually wrote this one week ago whilst in Florida. So it's nice that he did that. Yeah, good that he, he sticks to his points. And, yes. You know. Still, he hasn't changed his mind. It's still a 15-minute only wait. Yeah. Also on Instagram, we've had at don'tjustfly.saw says, I haven't been on the ride yet. I have watched the film and I really enjoyed it. It's a bit corny, but all blockbusters are. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you for that. Over on Twitter, we've got at TV in Space says, Kong was amazing, as in the actual ape. The rest of the film, while I didn't dislike it, was just a bit dull. When John C. Riley came on, you realised just how lifeless the other characters were. I which, agree. which is what you said. Yeah, absolutely. And just to confirm, Holly hasn't read these comments before because she rarely looks at anything on social media. So that was a complete fluke that you actually agreed with him. Yeah. At IA... BD Presents says, I went into it sceptical, but really enjoyed it. It was beautifully shot and Kong looked great. Has small issues, but this movie is all about fun. At Film and TV Show says, I thought that it wasn't as good as it could have been. Boring in places and the same regurgitated stuff as others. Only difference was CGI. Yeah. I kind of, yeah, you I kind of lean towards that. Yeah, thank you, Richard. And two girls, one film said a cross between Jurassic World and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The script was bland and the characters predictable. Two hours, I will never get back. Oh, thank you for that. I hope hope you're feeling better after writing that. <laughs> Poor lady seems a bit tense. So, yeah, we've had, yeah, well, pretty much everyone agreed with us. I don't think anyone, you know, other than the last people hated it. It's just a bit forgettable, I think. Yeah, I agree. I, like, I, I wouldn't, I don't need to watch it again, but if it was on in two years' time, I might watch it. One uh, of those sort of Well, films. only in the background type of film, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. 
if it didn't have an established character such as King Kong in it, I think it would have flopped spectacularly. It was only that it had the name of the of a well known character, I think, that it was able to make any money. So you can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films. You can find us on Instagram at Theme Park Films Podcast. You can email us themeparkfilms at hotmail.com and all new Holly, we're also now on Facebook. Oh. Yes. So for various reasons we weren't gonna do Facebook. I never intended us to have a Facebook page. However, there are certain things we can only access on Instagram with regards to statistics, etc. We can only access those if we have a Facebook page. So uh, not much going on there at the moment, but please do head over and like us, and I will try to be a bit more thorough in updating it, so you can find that Theme Park Films podcast on Facebook. And we are also the creators of Brit Pod Scene, which is a collective of British podcasts. Um, we do have a fantastic Facebook page for that, because I'm not running it. The lovely Stacey from Rough to Rough podcast runs that, so she's way better at it than I am doing our own. Please go and like us on that and follow us on Twitter at BritPodScene. So, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Bye! Theme Park Films podcast is part of BritPodScene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritPodScene.com or follow BritPodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.